All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite podcast. Uh, today we got Matt Phillips with us. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Of course. Grateful to have you on. So to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, I am the CEO and founder of a company called Pro Athlete Advantage. And as a former professional athlete, I now consult corporations on building high performing teams to absolutely crush their strategic and financial goals. And I really focus on the one true differentiator in literally every area of life, business included in that, but relationships, fitness, anything, and it's mental toughness, it's mindset. I agree with that. Okay, so how do you, how do you build a tough uh, mindset? A lot of time and a lot of discipline, to be completely honest, right? That's a, that's a loaded question. I know we'll, we'll be able to dive into a little bit today yeah. uh, in, our, in our given time, but you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm a big believer in, you know, part of my passion behind this is that, you know, I've seen the power of when people work on their mindsets, but I've experienced that personally. I see it every single day, right? As I study the best, as I get to work with professional athletes in a variety of different sports, uh, going into the corporate world, working with entrepreneurs, um, it's everything in between the ears that makes all the difference in the world, right? I mean, we all, we all carry around fears. We all carry around, you know, what, maybe it's a fear of failure, fear of what other people think of us. Um, maybe it's that fear of success. We all have these limiting beliefs, right? That, you know, I used to believe because uh, I grew up in the corporate world that I was supposed to, you know, uh, get good grades, go to a good college, get a job, work there for 30 years, retire, do my kind of thing, right? Now I've broken, broken the mold and broken out of that. But the only thing that let me let me get out of that was mindset. Um, and so it's really, at the end of the day, it's diving into those fears, limiting beliefs, um, the self-doubt that we all carry around and deciding that we're done with it. And then equipping ourselves with a toolkit that, that we can utilize on a consistent basis because discipline and consistency is key to get you wherever you wanna go in life. Um, that is how you build that kind of strong mindset. Yes. And so I want to know about the uh, professional athletes. So what, what did you, uh, what sport? Yeah. So baseball was my sport growing up. Um, I played a variety of different sports, but I uh, had the great fortune of playing division one college baseball here in the United States. Um, and then uh, my, actually my professional career took me overseas. So I moved to Europe, moved to Austria um, and played in their Bundesliga, their, their first league, their top league there for a, a little while. Nice, dude. I actually studied abroad in Austria. So oh, whereabouts? Um, oh, man, that's Where a good you? question. I, I went to the university. Uh, it was for six months. This was eight years ago, so excuse my memory. No uh, worries. A university of business and economics. Oh, in um, Vienna there? Oh, yeah, Vienna. Sorry, dude. Why can't I think no. of that? Oh, no worries. No, I, I, uh, I actually I went while I was over there playing baseball. I actually took like one or two classes at that same place. So no, we have, 
we yeah. have been on the same campus on the same ground. <laughs> Dude, did you find their classes to be really hard? Or was it just me? I failed three out of my four classes. Oh, did you? So I had one that was one that was brutal. Okay. Um, one was super easy. The one brutal one. I'm actually honestly really thankful because I didn't really I did I did not prepare for the final. And yeah. lo, lo and behold, um, they had to turn in grades the same day that we showed up for the final. So the professor could not give the final to us. And so we just did it kind of in class for kicks and giggles. And, yeah. uh, and I would have got absolutely obliterated. So <laughs> I'm very thankful. Well, and I don't know if it was like this for you, but that was the main difference is like, you know, the United States College, I was a, a Gamecock. I went to University of okay. South Carolina. And, you know, they're the great, your grade typically in a U.S. college is based upon multiple, you know, homework, all these little things. So, like, if you fail a test, you usually don't fail the class. Right. Now, in Vienna, at this school, literally, it was like you all, your grade was 100% based on the final. At least that's how all my classes were. That's how mine were as well. Yep. Dude, so, like, you know, I'm there for six months. I'm traveling everywhere. I only took four classes traveling everywhere and the class only met like three times and it was a full day so it was like a 12-hour meet and I went to one hated it so then I skipped the next two and I was like oh I just study the textbook as I travel that never happened and then I get to all the finals dude at the end and they're all like they're not even multiple choice dude they're like essay and I'm like I have I don't even know what this is I'm like I don't I have no idea <laughs> so, yeah. I just like wrote I, my name or something. I was like, oh. I, I was there on one of my finals with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. So, you yes. know, that's cool, man. It's a beautiful area, though. I mean, their education system is difficult, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's it was an interesting look. So I had the so I played baseball, you know, in Austria, and then um, I actually, you know, knew I was done with my professional career and and went to work and started my career in public accounting with, with Ernst and Young. And, and I had the opportunity to move overseas for three years again. And it was just something I sought out as soon as I started with a firm. And um, I was fortunate that they had a need in Zurich, Switzerland. So moved to Switzerland for three years. And the thing I tell people all the time about just different experiences in general, right? But me living overseas and I was you know, married when I was in Zurich, we had our first baby over there um, is, opening yourself up to new opportunities, um, it just opens up your mind, right? And we talk about mindset, but it opens up just your perspective on the world. And, you know, I learned so much during that time there, both in Austria and overseas, just different ways of doing things. I found out quickly that my way isn't the only way to do yeah. something, right? It might be the right way, but it's, it's not the only way. And so how do we empower people um, to kind of have that freedom to get to the same answer, even though it might be different than ours? So that, that over, I don't know if you felt the same thing, but I'm not saying you have to go live overseas, but to travel, to do things differently, get out of your comfort zone, it just opens up a world of opportunity for you. Yeah. And, you know, even though I was salty about it, in all reality, I think that the way their education system was, was actually, if you, it was more beneficial. Like if you did get a good grade, it, it actually meant that you fully comprehended what they taught, Yep. you know? So, and it was, um, you know, my wife uh, taught at one of the international schools in Zurich. And there's a couple of stories I tell all the time about that um, because, and she taught in an international baccalaureate uh, program. So, like these IB schools, as they're known here in the States. And um, 
two stories really stick out to me. One is uh, she taught fourth grade. Um, and at the beginning of the year, she had two students, one Korean boy, one French boy who didn't speak any English. And this school was a melting pot, right? I mean, people from literally all over the world went there. It was an English speaking school, but these two boys didn't speak um, any English when they walked in. Well, both boys after six months were fluent in English, which amazes me. Uh, but a couple of things. One is um, she was just describing a math lesson, right? To a, a grade schooler one day to this French, French boy. And she's, she's telling me, she's like, you know, you know, the look you get from somebody when they're just like, they're not comprehending what you're saying. Right. And I've, I've been there and with other English speakers and I'm not making any sense. Um, <laughs> so she's explaining this to him and, and she, she goes, okay, he's not getting it. So she's kind of taking a step back in her mind of like, okay, how do I explain this differently where he understands it? And she gets this little tap on her shoulder and it's this little girl from her class who happens to be French. And she says, Oh, Mrs. Phillips, I'll, I will translate for you. Like, what would you have me to tell him? And so she tells her and she says in French, whatever she needs to say. And the boy's like, Oh, we, we boop and bust out the math lesson, like in a minute. Yeah. And I lo always love telling that story because that the courage it took that young girl at such a young age to step up and actually um, have the courage to go say, no, I can help. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to step out and be different. And, and, and to use those communication schools was incredible. Um, and then the other thing too, was there was a, a family from India that moved in um, to the Zurich area, like halfway through the year. And this young girl walks in the room and she says, and my wife was telling me, she's like, I'm not kidding you. Like I introduced the girl and it's like the whole class got up out of their seats and like almost like enveloped this girl and like brought her into the classroom. Wow. So just the, again, it's that perspective is so important when dealing with like mindset, mental toughness, like in business and every area of life, like shift your perspective a little bit and it shifts the action that you can take. I mean, I'm, blown away constantly by the stories my wife tells from just her, you know, year and a half teaching over there. Yeah. And you know, I think one of the biggest things that like holds people back is like their fear of what others will think of them. Mm -hmm. And once you can remove that, um, and maybe not, maybe it's not removed. It's just like changing your mindset or your view on it. Yes. Uh, like everything, everything changes. Cause and I think everybody kind of goes through it. I don't think anybody's necessarily like just like straight up born and they're like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. And that's right. necessarily not even the right attitude to have. It's, it's just different. It's more like, you know, you, you, as you grow older, you, you know what you enjoy, you know what you like. And it seems that like the thing that you most want to do is the thing that scares you the most. Yes. Right? Because, you know, it's like you, it's your highest ability of achieving success. And for some reason that, like you, you, you don't do that thing, even though you're supposed to, yes. <laughs> but like exactly. once you do it and you just allow yourself to, to go and just like kind of accept people's feedback and not view it as like a negative, um, then you can really take off in ways that you, you couldn't even imagine. Um, so you're exactly right. And it's, it's interesting cause you know, I, I've had a fear of what other people think and it, it started back, you know, in high school, I know the exact moment it started for me. Um, and it started this kind of behavior where not right, wrong or indifferent, it's just the way it was. Right. But where I would compare myself to other people. Right. And then we judge ourselves and then we start going down this path of like, Oh, am I ultimately, am I good enough to do this, that, or the other thing? Right. Um, and if I step out and do that and either succeed, people are going to have comments, fail, people are going to have comments. 
Um, but am I willing to step out anyway? Right. And I don't know if you've felt the same, but like when we go down this, this path, um, at least for me, I, mean, I remember when I started uh, this business, so I've had the business for over seven years now. And I remember I was telling somebody probably nine years ago, like, Hey, I'm going to break off and start this. And I was formulating what it was going to be. And one of my kind of, I guess, good friends at the time, um, he looks at me. I remember we were sitting at lunch um, at this burger place and he goes, who would want to listen to you? Oh, yeah. Right. So I didn't even start the business yet. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Oh man, am I, should I do this? Cause these are the types of comments that could come. Yeah. And as you probably have, like I've learned over time that, you know, I, I've got to look at an A as data, right? It's just, do I, can I learn something from it? Because in that moment, that friend saying that to me was an, it was echoing back exactly what I thought. Does that make sense? Yes. It was, yep. it was echoing the voice in my head. And I was like, what the hell, what the hell? Like, how would you say that to me? Even though that's going on in my head, right? Of, is this the right path? Um, and so first of all, it's like, okay, that's a data point. I shouldn't judge myself of like, okay, now what do I want to do with that? If I'm having that thought. Um, and the second thing is just that the people that I've surrounded myself with over time have shifted, right? I haven't, I've seen that person who made that comment uh, probably two times in the last seven years. And it's because I've had to make a choice and it's been really hard, but I've had to make that choice of like, no, I've, I've got to start surrounding myself with people who are like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Go, go on stage. Go do that. Stretch yourself. Like try that story, do this, see what the reaction is um, to push me and, and kind of make those difficult choices along the way. Yeah. That, that quote, you're the average of the five people that you spend yep. time with is so true because it's just, and even, uh, even just this, just like connecting with what you're saying is like, for some reason, when I'm like, when I'm alone going to the gym and working out every day, it's, it's not, I've gotten better at it, but it, it, it wasn't unbelievably consistent as consistent as I want it. If I got one person to go to the gym with every day, there's this thing where it's like, I, I refuse to let the other person down. Yep. So, and this is with working out. This is with, so even if you can just find, and everybody can find this, like, even if you literally are a hermit and you don't talk to like, like anybody, like, I don't know, yeah. talk to your like mom or something, <laughs> like anybody can find this person, just like be, be held accountable by another individual. Like tell the other person, like, I am going to like speak on a stage by the end of the month or so. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to find, yeah. even if it's free, you don't have to be paid anything. And it's weird how like you'll, although a lot of people will let themselves down, it's hard to let another down. Uh, so I don't know. I found that to be very effective. Like I haven't missed a gym day in probably the last, almost like 60 days now. I go with my little brother every day and it's because, you know, we both wake up and it's not, you know, it's not like one of us is going to look at each other and be like, nah, man, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> you know, like right. that's happening. So yes. you got to put yourself in positions where it's almost like a fail safe. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, so. it's, it's crazy. I have this concept. One of the things I teach is it's called unleash your winning environment. And it's, it's that exact thing of understand the environment in which you've been most successful in the past and then go replicate that over and over and over again in every area of your life. So yeah. you brought up the perfect example, right? Gym, like the gym for people and the gym for me can be a very difficult place to get to. And it's that old saying that like nobody ever gets done with a workout and they're like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have worked out today, right? Mm. Or they eat something healthy and they're like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have eaten that carrot, right? Nobody ever says that sort of stuff. 
But um, I, for a long time, I was like, you know, I grew up in team environment, right? I played baseball, I played football, I played, you know, a variety of other sports. But I grew up in this team environment. I remember one day, this is probably, gosh, 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm like 30 pounds overweight, um, hate who I'm seeing in the mirror, and I feel like my energy's in the tank. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Because like, I'm going to the gym. But what, what ended up happening was, as I dug into this, it was the environment I put myself in was so far off. I had nobody holding me accountable. I was in the complete wrong place. And what I was doing is going to the gym by myself. And I would end up probably like a lot of people either canceling my gym trip, or I would just kind of wander around the gym. I don't know, picking up a weight here and there, right. Seeing mm -hmm. what other people are doing. And that's when I stumbled upon uh, like CrossFit and what I found immediately about CrossFit was it was literally just like collegiate and professional baseball for me, meaning I had my team, right? Granted, it was a mix of men, women, stay-at-home moms, corporate, corporate women and men. I mean, it was this whole mix, but I had my team. And the second thing was that they would push me and I would push them. It was like literally being back in the environment in which I had great success. So within like, you know, no time I've lost the weight, I'm getting in really great shape, all that sort of stuff. But it's to your point. Now, all of a sudden, I put myself in an environment where I can be successful. And I replicate that same thing in my business, in uh, with relationships, with, you know, growing with other men, right? I mean, like, I, I consciously and, and like, just intentionally try to seek out those types and create those environments for myself, because that's where accountability, to your point, comes from. Yeah. And that's, um, it, it's, it, it's such a, like, crucial thing to just become aware mm -hmm. um, because that's what it is too. Like just back to the gym thing where it's like, when you go by yourself, what I, at least for me, I feel like I wouldn't push myself, right. but when you just add one other person or like you're saying like a full team, but for me, it, it could just be one other person. And like, if we're both doing bench press, like we yep. cons consistently are upping the weight and it's just, but if it was just me by myself, I'd probably just stick to the same weight and just be like, okay, I did my bench. You know? <laughs> Yes. So it's huge and it's such a minor switch, but it has the outcome is dramatically different. Yeah. Well, I imagine you probably do something similar in your business, right? Because I always tell people, you know, when I started this business, now the team's growing, right? But um, at the beginning, it was me, myself, and I. Yeah. Right. So the three of us. Um, and people yeah. are like, well, people are like, well, Matt, like, you know, that gym example you use, like that doesn't apply here because it's just you, like you don't have a team. And I'm like, well, well, have you asked me about my business coach and now coaches? Have you um, asked me about like who I outsource to? Have you asked me about like the other speakers and coaches and thought leaders that I'm surrounding myself with? And the whole point is like, I'm, I, I consciously, like, intentionally, I'm like, okay, I've got to create something that looks and feels like a team. Yeah. They're not working with me every day but it's the same. It gets me the same result as if they're there with me on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, no, we go wild with work, man. We do th Have you ever read the four hour work week? Oh yeah. Yep. Like, you I know, right on my shelf up here. Yep. Yeah. You know, how he talks about like high stakes. Yes. Yeah. So we, we do that, man. We're like, you know, one, one of my buddies, we're in the middle of creating a course right now. And one of my but he's got like really good like black uh, thick hair, and yep. he doesn't finish what he has to. He's got to buzz his head to a zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. 
you know, if you want to go real extreme, like if you want to hit a deadline, you you create a high stake with somebody. Or sometimes we'll do money things, you know, and it doesn't. Um, another example, actually, and I did, I never did this, but one of my the same buddy he did it with somebody else, where I can't remember the exact thing that they had to get done, but it was something, and the guy was a Republican, and if he didn't get it done, yeah. then he had to donate five hundred dollars dollars to like the Clinton Foundation, right. Yeah, and you know, so it's just things that you don't want to do, and uh, it'll force you to get things done. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, it's those, again, it's like environmental stuff, right? Like, I mean, you seem like a super competitive person, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like put yourselves in environments where it's like high stakes, but it's competitive, and there's something on the line. It's like, yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I'm deadline driven. You give me a six months to do something, like okay. uh, I'll probably wait till five months <laughs> and 29 days. Right. And be like, okay, now let's get to work. Right. And there we go. The pressure's on. Uh, so I love that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to see it. If, if it, ha- hopefully it doesn't happen to him, but it's, uh, <laughs> no. send me a before and after picture. <laughs> I got to hope it does, man. That'd be good for, uh, you actually use that. That'd be like a marketing spin. Like this course cost this guy his hair. Now you can get it for this price. Or that's right. That's right. Hey, Tim Ferriss, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work out so well for him. Yeah. Um, well, listen, man, this was a lot of fun. Um, what really last question I have, uh, where can, I'm sure a lot of people would like to know, where can they connect with you? And then two, where's the best place to like your website? Uh, they're interested in what you offer. Yeah, I mean, easiest place is proathleteadvantage.com. You can kind of check out all that we do for, uh, for different uh, corporate clients, including you know, keynote speeches, workshop programs, uh, executive coaching. Well, we just are launching this two and a half day executive retreat as well, to, which is this combination of a mindset, all the stuff that I do, but also health, like nutrition and fitness. Um, it's just stress management, energy management. Like we've, got to, we've got to have the energy we need to perform at the level we want to. And I'm talking at work and at home. So a variety of different ways that we help uh, different companies build these high-performing teams um, to get the results that they want. So proathleteadvantage.com. And then, of course, like online, I mean, Instagram is, yeah, just Instagram slash proathleteadvantage. Same thing for uh, for uh, Facebook and then matt-phillips-speaker at, uh, for LinkedIn as well. Perfect, man. Thanks again for coming on the show. Tyler, thanks for having me.